This is Silver Crow Station, broadcasting to every channel that's open. I'm Tyson. Normally Isaac does the intro, but he's kinda... busy. So, I'm back. Would have been sooner, but we ran into a thunderstorm and it knocked a few gadgets loose. Good news is that we were able to patch it back together, so here I am. Last time I told y'all a bit about the Crimson Riders, so figured I'll tell you about a job. I've been riding with Theo and Luther to find a bounty notice out west. It was a town called Dull George. Whole time Theo and Luther were chewing each other out about how to catch the guy. Even Luther's ostrich was joining in on the fight, pecking at Theo's motorcycle. And yeah, Luther was riding a real ostrich. Don't ask how. I was in the front, making sure we didn't take the wrong route. That's been our biggest problem so far. Eyes on the road weren't a thing. The goal was to get in and get out before nightfall. We drove in the town around noon. Pulled up and got greeted by this old man with a cane. His whole body leaned against it, like he was gonna fall without it. He hobbled his way over to us and started berating us. Best guess is the old guy didn't see our guns. I mean, me and Theo had a gun. Luther had a bow and arrow. He told us to be on our way, and according to him, it was too dangerous. That was our first red flag. Thinking back now, we should have listened. Theo and Luther stayed behind to deal with the guy while I went ahead to scout out the town. Walking around, it was empty. Nobody was around. Literally. I don't know if it was luck or we had the wrong place. But I figured since I was here, it was worth a look. It didn't take long till I spotted a bar. It looked like the best place to start searching. Usually outlaws hang in those type of buildings to quench their thirst after a hard days of heists. When I went in, every table was empty and only one stool was occupied. On it was this guy who looked really odd. He was tall, but thin and lanky too. He looked like you could slide him through the exhaust of a motorcycle. He asked me what I was doing here and I told him that I was working. I noticed a gun at his side. And I took a step back and moved my hand to rest on mine. When Luther and Theo walked in, the man gave a small smirk. Now at this point, you probably figured what comes next. Now the gears in his head were turning, waiting for something to happen for him to pull out his gun. And in the moment where he hesitated, I was about to quick draw, but I was never good at that. 
So I moved in quick to pull his arm away from his gun. Theo and Luther were here, and I didn't want them to steal my kill. Pulling his hand away from his holster was easy, but I felt the fist connect to my face. While I had my eyes on the guy, I didn't see the other people enter the room from behind the bar. And even from outside. To set the scene, it was me, Theo, and Luther, huddled in a triangle back to back. The guy stood in front of me and to Theo's left. Luther was between me and Theo, and the four new people were behind me. I couldn't see anything about them because they had cloaks, which I am still questioning to this day about why they had it in the desert. And they, these weren't Middle Eastern cloaks, I promise you. The punch came from the tall dude and caused me to stumble back. Then I punched him back and he hit the floor. The cloaked guy on the right grabbed me and held me back. From there, it was just a pure mess of chaos. Fists and bullets were flying all over the place, but nobody was really good at aiming. After a few minutes, I slammed my head back and knocked out the guy holding me. It hurt like hell, but hey, I was free. I threw some other guys around and slammed a guy's face on the counter. While Theo took out her knife and started to stab away, Luther took out his axe and started to hack away. Kind of poetic. I was going to draw my gun until the door to the bar flung open with a loud crash. In the doorway stood the old guy from outside the town. No cane in sight. And I kid you not, this dude was glowing. It wasn't a white glow like described in the Bible. Nah. This glow was black and purple. The bar started to shake, and the cloaked guys ran out. The skinny man tried to run past the glowing dude, but was impaled by a thin purple tendril. And dare I say props. I'm not proud of what I did, but when we saw something we didn't see before that could kill, well, any man would have gone to his primal instincts. We ran. We followed the cloaks from out the back door and into the outside. We thought we were in the clear, but instead it, it got worse. The sky was dark and purple, and not wasting any time, we booked to the bikes and ditched. You can call it running away, but in reality, staying would mean we died and not got what we wanted. We weren't prepped to fight this guy, but we were coming back. And it looks like the rest is gonna have to wait till another day. Isaac's probably getting the most out of our deal. I still wanna kill the guy. This was Tyson, and this is Silver Cross Station. Signing off.
Silver Crow Station is directed and produced by Silver Crow Studios. This episode was written by Liam, the voice of Isaac Argumentis. Eleven, the voice of Boston Phillips. And Raphael, the voice of Tyson. It was voiced by Raphael Avios, the voice of Tyson. For questions, comments, and concerns, you can message us at anchor.fm slash magician dash augmentus by email at randomroomlord at gmail.com or on our blog at silvercrowstation.wordpress.com. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode, and we'll see you next week.